welcome to Likely True. I'm your host, Kara Lindstrom. Have you thought about the relationship between our sense of time and our sense of space? Perhaps the shorter the time frame we more commonly think in, the smaller the sphere of spatial awareness we keep around ourselves or the more bothered we are when others are seemingly unaware of those around them. It is this sphere that keeps us from colliding with other people, objects, moving in and around our same plane. If you can, if you're leaving the house, in your next journey, keep a few seconds of possibility in mind around you. This will allow you to navigate crowds and obstacles without incident or the awkward, may I have this dance, shuffle of two folks on a collision path who've misjudged, misguessed each other's sidestep to avoid collision. You needn't be a long-term planner to maintain a path of travel once you've completed a set of stairs, (laughs) you know? And yet it seems all too often that you'll have someone finish their ascent or descent who's decided that now has emerged the perfect time to stop and check their pocket, bag, phone for something. Excuse me, but did you not just exist as someone in the path of travel that had clear designation of ongoing movement before and after this vertical level change? I know, that sounds really obnoxious, and, and it is, but I, I keep it on the inside, I promise. It's like those among us who occasionally forget that they have necks. Do you know you can see things above your head or to either side of you without having to move your whole body? Hmm? <laughs> I enjoy, and I'm also dealt a tinge of sadness when I see or use the hashtag look up with photos on social media. It's like a tiny, sad reminder that we create a world bigger than ourselves and then forget that things exist that are big and closer than a horizon. Maybe we've spent too much time as drivers or first-person shooters or with video content that does the panning around for us that we've been trained to think like a horse with blinders on. Distracted would be another appropriate description. Spatial awareness is something thought of as a skill for problem solving in a framework of of work or fixing things. However, I think of it as a social literacy that is very much informed by the culture of the people in the spaces they occupy. I mean, all of this overly abstracted language to say, pay attention to your surroundings. As for how spatial awareness or sense of place is related to our sense of time, there are a couple ways that can work. Certainly, the one I've already referenced is that you can have the goldfish effect of forgetting the immediate past. See, traverse, stare, and then stop it especially problematic in a public transit context. The other way is just through the physical markers of those who came before us. 
I think about the American notion of old and a sense of a long time, and it can be a little different than others. As a country, relatively speaking, our history doesn't go back that far. And the history of those who were here before us has been systematically destroyed, although there are means and pursuits to hold on to that which still exists. Travel many places around the world and you'll find plenty of still actively used buildings that are older than the country of the United States of America. When I first experienced that expanse of functional age, I was a bit gobsmacked. Up until then, really old things were to be found as part of national parks, you know, millions of years old. Or museums, hundreds, maybe a thousand year old. Maybe they were ruins of a, of a previous society. But they were certainly not currently, and having always been, just another home to someone, or a cafe, or the bakery, or what have you, for untold generations. That's just not really the case in the USA. Philadelphia, where I am, is a home to Elfeth's Alley, the oldest continuously active residential street in the country, which started as a cart path in 1706 and was designated historic in 1966. A street that's been around for over 350 years can sound impressive. Maybe? But I can imagine there are folks who live or daily travel along a road first created by the Roman Empire back in 300 BC who might find that quaint. A good friend of mine starting in high school liked to ask, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I hated this question. It made no sense to me to imagine 10 years into the future because it, it seemed like there are so many external factors that could make that notion a joke. If you somehow managed to keep that log somewhere, you could find 10 years hence. <laughs> I'm not opposed to planning. I'm trained as a designer. We're all about planning and decision-making. I still don't like thinking 10 years in the future. I joke that my life has demonstrated that personal planning to the extent, uh, to that extent particularly, is a bit of a silly exercise. Although one might argue, is it a self-fulfilling prophecy? My dislike of 10-year planning and my friend's love of imagining 10 years into the future seems rather culturally matched. Some folks like to plan and goal set and talk about the future. And then there are the cynical, realist? Others, like myself, biased much. Recent articles about the short-sightedness of Americans, you know, not good at saving money, uh, not good at wearing masks, and our approach to policy. <laughs> See the context of the EPA's founding. I believe rivers were on fire. Plus some personal happenings got me thinking about what we mean when we think about the future. In my definition of long-term, 
10 years is just about the level of long for personal planning. But if you move from the scale of an individual to an organization or infrastructure, 10 years can seem short. A bank, a bridge. It can also seem incredibly long. Mobile phone, startup, baking powder. We have things for years and years and not even realize it's been so long until someone asks or comments, causes you to pause and reflect. Sometimes you are very aware that you had this same lamp from your childhood that's now been a part of your home in three different locations. Or maybe you still have a piece of clothing, a favorite t-shirt or hat since grade school. I don't think we all need to create things that will last for millennia. Certainly some folks have every wish to and maybe some very lucky few will contribute to an idea or physical creation that will be there still in the year 4000. Maybe. <laughs> we could definitely do with more valuable, enduring creations than the unintentional and intentional waste that the age of plastic and disposable culture have generated. Our environment can remind us or deny us a sense of time past or future. Your neighborhood may feel like it's been there forever, and then you find out that just 75 years ago it was a swamp. When you visit ruins reclaimed by nature, time may feel expansive. Just how long does it take for a civilization to dissolve into the ether? Moore's Law, to me, is another way spatial manifestations affect time. A change in density of processing can increase at such a rate that our expectations for technological advances have us toe-tapping for the next thing in mere months. Obviously, there is a considerable scale change between ancient temples and circuit boards and subway platforms and stairwells, but these are all human-created physical things that we have interactions with and inform our expectations and assumptions. They are part of our space and affect our concept of time. Perhaps I've, I've lost my thin thread of, of cohesive narrative here, but it's because my mind is going everywhere and nowhere all the time. My apologies but I hope you understand the feeling. Let me ask you a question. Can you imagine 2,000 years into the future? It may be hard to do for, for many reasons. The current political environment aside, if you may just be in the realm of the philosophers and, and fiction authors for that type of thinking. Is it easier to imagine 500 years? How about 50? Within one's lifespan may be easier than well beyond it. Or maybe the reverse is true. Do you plan or, or goal set for three or five or 10 years out? Or three to five to 10 months? How about minutes? <laughs> Perhaps a better question is not about planning, but rather, what time frame should we be thinking in when our growing shorter mindset 
has gotten us to where we are now. And where should we build the reminder? The reminder to think longer. The reminder of probability over possibility. I know I can think of a million things that could possibly happen that could make it difficult to plan for long term, whether it's 10, 20, 50, 1,000 years. But what's probable and what's likely are completely different. And that is the reminder. And culturally, we can develop that if we work individually to start thinking longer term. I read the book 1491 several years ago, and it came to mind again recently. It's a look at what is able to be known about the cultures and the communities and the technology prior to the arrival of a lot of Europeans to the Americas. And there was this interesting piece, there's a lot of interesting pieces in there. But one was about the relationship to the Amazon, the forest. And I'll read you a quote. Instead, it suggests, for a long time, clever people who knew tricks that we have yet to learn used big chunks of Amazonia non-destructively. Faced with an ecological problem, the Indians fixed it. Rather than adapt to nature, they created it. They were in the midst of terraforming the Amazon when Columbus showed up and ruined everything. I think there's a lot there to unpack, certainly, but just from this lens of time and place, if we think back to what was possible with the technologies that many of which are unfamiliar to us now or uncommon to us now. And we think what will be in 600 years from now. Things that are everyday expectations and can create a sense of urgency for us. And yet there are populations that were terraforming what we now consider the rainforest. That is long-term thinking, but what scale of time, of what scale of place 
were those people thinking about at that time? I think that's interesting. I, I'm going to keep thinking about it, and I'm curious how you think about your time, your space, the relationship between the two. Certainly this year has a unique flavor to it um, because of the collapsing of the number of spaces that you may have access to. And the persistent meme over the last few years, particularly this one, of each month being several years long. But let me know at, about your relationship, place, and time. And if you're curious, pick up that book, 1491, New Revelations of the Americas Before Columbus. Take care. Stay well.